Let's go. Okay. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Honor About Nothing podcast. It's a semi-full, I mean, close to full house anyway. Akin is really hard to miss in here, but to an extent, you can see that's a given now. So we have Bullish here. Bullish, thank you for joining us again. Thank you for having me. Thank you for signing KD to our podcast. It's good to be a blast. <laughs> for, for those wondering, it's not KD. It's just as our moderator, but today is in the visitor's chair. So we can say hi to you guys. Um, it's, it's still KD now. At least that's the name that is showing. So if they don't believe that it's the real KD, maybe they should come and, they should come and confirm. But it's, it's nice to be back. I feel like it's been weeks since I've been here. And um, Kuli and um, Bolish have done a good job of holding the fort in my absence. So I'm, re- I'm really excited to be back. Sure. So, Bright, you had what they said. You have not been holding the fort since, but at least you are here today. So no, you know, it's, it's, it's easy for low budget KD to throw shots around and, say, <laughs> and exclude me from. Very appropriate bombshell. A, a, a strong, a strong knight like me. Somebody is not calling. He's telling me that I'm not. Let me just, let me just wait. Wait, I feel. Are you? I feel like there's pain in your voice or something. What's up? Like there's pain in my voice. Like the way you said, why are you attacking my personality? What do you mean by? No, it? I'm not attacking your personality. We all know why you look just pain. I said that you are not. I am. I said fully and polish have been holding on the first. We know that you have been doing your own thing with the whole business unscripted. Yes, please. Let me let me market let me market my show. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, guys, it's a pleasure to it's a pleasure to be here tonight. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Yeah. So, thank you guys for joining for joining tonight. And frankly, I think we just get into it because and I don't think there's any other way, place to start than for subsidy in Nigeria again because we've had Polish, we've had. We are, we are here talking about how fair subsidies, a racket, and my um, beloved Guardiola said is an organized crime that is going to, going to scrap it. Boris, I don't think you understand what, what you are getting into. If they scrap fair subsidy by 2023, I'll start paying for under 62 Nera Palita. I don't think they understand what is coming. I, I think it's just unfortunate when you see people analyze. Um, analyze Nigerian economics or Nigerian affairs from just one point of view. And then, they, they, for example, someone will come on Twitter and say, ah, um, education is too, is too cheap in Nigeria, and that's the problem. We need to increase the uh, cost of education. Meanwhile, they forget that they are literally countries, yes, they are not as big as Nigeria, they literally have free education at some level of their tertiary institution. Like, there are countries where they offer their citizens free education, but the education, their system is so good that they now make money from, you know, visitors. That's where they make money from. And then they now rely heavily on research that come out of those schools. And then you have like a, a sort of um, agreement that, okay, you are going to pay tax of this heavy nature. But you are getting in return, your children can go to school for free. You can, like, those kind of things. People always forget to look at the two ways or the two sides of things. And... Before someone make comes out and make a statement and say they want to just remove subsidy, we have been we've been having this conversation over the time, over years, and 
the main problem with subsidy is not even the fact that you know government is paying subsidy at the particular amount, and that has not been our main problem. And removing subsidy, subsidy is not going to solve that problem. Our main problem in the oil and gas sector is the corruption in that sector, meaning what is going on in terms of people who bring in 10,000 tons or barrels or whatever of oil, of crude oil, and they will collect subsidy for 100,000. And then the racketeering that goes on between there, they will record that 100,000, um, let me say liters, let me use liters, 100,000 liters has been supplied. Meanwhile, that tanker that brought 100,000 liters, it's just 10,000 that was actually deposited. The remaining 90,000 will now be rerouted to the next. Hello, anybody see with us? Hello. It's like, it's like, what about now? Hello. Can you guys hear me? I was hearing you guys clearly. Maybe because I'm using my web browser. Anyways, what I was saying is you have a situation whereby someone will come and then they'll claim that they are delivering 100,000 liters of um, fuel. Or crude oil. Meanwhile, what they actually deliver is ten thousand, but they will collect subsidy on hundred thousand liters. So if you have corruption like that going on, that means even if you shut down that corruption, those um, entities that are carrying out that particular activity will find other ways to sabotage the system. We all know that we have refineries that are not working. So we are, we are one of the first things you should be talking about is what exactly have you investigated as the reasons why the refineries are not working? And how do you intend to get them working? Because you can't just say you want to remove subsidy and then we are still relying on importing of uh, crude oil. You have to first find a way to solve the problem of importing crude oil, whereby we are not needing FX to bring in crude oil, whereby we are getting our crude oil internally. If not 100% of our crude oil, maybe for the, let's say for the next five years, you project that at least 40 to 50% of our crude oil requirements, we'll be able to get them entirely because five, the four major refineries that we have in Nigeria, Nigeria that they are spending billions every year on salaries and personnel, personnel on, will be working at capacity. If we, if we are able to solve that one, our co conversations around subsidy will, 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 will automatically, drastically reduce. So when people come and they just think that the next thing is to make the citizens start paying 400 for fuel, it just shows a lack of awareness or a lack of understanding of the states the country is already in. You have a country where we are not paying 400 for fuel, you already have 80% below poverty line. And then you might think your people, those people in poverty, they are not paying, they are not, they are not um, buying fuel. But the funny the fun thing is that those people who buy other things that the person selling fuel or the person that needs to buy fuel we need that fuel to service those things, to be able to supply them. So therefore, in, 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 eventually, the rice that they are going to buy, it will be affected because the person that is selling rice has to buy fuel to cook the rice or, or to make the refrigerate, to keep the freezer on. There will be one way that eventually the common man that is still in the poverty will still be to become tougher for the common man. So I think that, um, that um, point of view, there are so many things that uh, Guardiola of uh, Nigeria has been saying that it just feels, you know, just feels like someone that is playing to the sentiment and what he thinks people want to hear.
Yeah, uh, I feel like to an extent is that what it is because you know it sounds like I can just say and if you like like you understand I can just say and people will fall for it like can sound you can make it sound vague and innovative and just yada 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 and um, um bright some people are, some people have said the reason why subsidy should go is that and there are people profiting from the subsidy now but I feel like once people don't understand that okay even if they remove the subsidy. The people that are still profiting of corruption will still be profiting now, and if, and other people will still be suffering. Yeah, I I I I think that is. I'm very sorry to say this, but and I would I would be clear about it. Peter Obi is very myopic, and more often than not, when he talks, he he talks from a very narrow angle, and he says he keeps on. He, he, there's something there's something that has a peculiar with him. I feel is a better option, but there's something that has a peculiar with him. He keeps iterating problems without solution. And saying things like subsidy has to be removed is a very, very myopic view because the guys that are profiting from the racketeering, from the uh, whatever time you want to give to whatever happens in NNPC, in every parastata that has to do with getting our crude oil and refining it and then imagine them still importing the byproducts and every other thing that has to do with could back into this country, they would still look for ways to siphon public funds into their personal pocket. So, for example, look at our, our foreign reserve. Our foreign reserve has been depleted to the extent that banks are now sending text messages to their customers that you can no longer use your card for foreign, for foreign transactions. Like, you can no longer, you can no longer use your card to pay for um, your Netflix subscription, as it is as minute as that, it is so appalling. So it's the fact that these guys that are in charge of these natural resources, one, people that are at the ends of affairs, they are clueless. Imagine putting a doctor in charge of economies and every other thing that has to do with the, the commerce and the economic condition of the state. They don't know how to handle inflation. They don't know how to tackle the rise of the naira against the dollar. They they actually they actually clueless. That is to start with, and saying removing subsidy, removing subsidy, it is is not a solution. Like Bolish rightly pointed out, Yaudi tomato will tell you that put in one, and thereby your the tomato I buy for like five pieces for hundred naira now will now become four hundred naira. Now that is that is that will be an hyperinflation on a scale that has never been seen for the last century. So. It is stupid for us to try to solve a solution by cutting off the affected area. We are supposed to address the symptoms, address the, cause, the root cause of the disease, and nip it in the bud. That is what we are supposed to do. We have refineries that are not functional. Ajakuta steel mill is there. There are other means of, of like, there are other ways we can get energy. A, a very vivid example is jamming. Just look at jamming now. Um, the Nord, the Nord 2 pipe was cut off from Russia and they are running Etasketa. This is a perfect opportunity for Nigeria, for other African countries to export oil to, um, to Europe and use that excess to fill the deficits we're having at home. And not saying things like, let us cut, let us remove something. It's, it's very ludicrous. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like we don't, we don't quite get what is coming if we Make that kind of, 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 of subsidy. I think, I think, 
it's going to be like potentially like 1930s level of inflation. Like it's going to come. That's but, that's but, but let me just. Well, can, you get, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear yes, you now. But yeah, before, yeah. before you come in, I let me just point out something. Sir. Okay. But let, let me just add that if he is the only one pushing that narrative, I don't think it's going to happen because it's not going to win. So, uh, Wale, you can go ahead. It's not, it's not the only one pushing. Even articles plan is to remove all the subsidy or anything. No price control, nothing, nothing. So, that is... Like, basically, I, I they, have the, they all have the same plan. Um, what LMJ said, talk about. Um, I've always thought, like, the way LMJ talked about the fact that our leaders are clueless and every other thing, blah, blah, blah. So, different sectors. Yes, there's a lot of nepotism in Nigeria, like, people are not qualified at running sectors. But one thing that we, the mistake that we keep making is that our leaders are not clueless, our leaders are wicked. If you check backgrounds, educational backgrounds, or where they've lived over leaders, like, they are qualified, they went to Ivy League schools, they've been to the best of schools, they've lived in the best of countries, they know how these things work. Like they know how it's not rocket science to them. If during that NSAS protest, the guy that was in the House of Assembly that was talking about the fact that oh, they were feeding us during the protest, that's why we had more energy to protest and everything. These guys are not clueless, they're wicked. They know how to create poverty in a way that if I create poverty, I this I'll be able to control the system. If I do not create poverty, the system flourishes. They know, like, okay, up to um two years ago, was it last year? When he came out and said, you know what, no crypto, complete crypto ban, blah, blah, blah. Now they are reversing words again. They are starting saying stuff like, oh, you know what, we can do it this way, we can do it this way. Everything with them is strategic. Like, I do not believe that our leaders are clueless at all. They are just wicked. Yeah, and frankly, I think I would love to with you, Ali, because from, from one part of wicked leaders to another issue of wicked leaders again. Asus track has been going on for a while. I don't have I've basically I've lost count of the months. As a seven months happening. It's seven months now. Like basically the entire the entire twenty twenty two people have not been in schools. And yes, for some reason I've seen takes of how people are siding with the federal government. Where, where meanwhile, this track has been happening recurrently for how many for decades now? For at least a decade now. And the main reason is that every time Federal government will agree to deal with us, and then federal government will be like, "Ah, sorry, we can't, we can't do the media delegation. Never been. Let us just we have to go to your." And it keeps, it keeps running, it keeps running, it, and you can tell that like, yes, this is, this is a government that has no interest in the citizen education, not even one bit. It, it's it's quite obvious. Like it's the whole idea of oh, you know what? Actually bother them before the whole COVID stuff. Asu was on strike. Now after COVID and everything, they've been on strike for seven good months. Like I don't know how I, I don't know how we're comfortable as a country with this. Like it is seven seven months of time that people cannot get back. And meanwhile, people graduate secondary school every year. Like millions of people graduate secondary school and go into that system, and every year someone was asking me the other day that oh. Won't the government do something about the fact that there's serious brain drain? I'm sure Elementary can testify to that. Like, there's severe brain drain in Nigeria, like countries like Canada, and especially the UK. They drain, are draining Nigerians of, of talents and they have space for them and what have you. To the government, we don't really care. One way or the other, fresh as people who graduate that will find a way to miraculously train themselves, like Bullish and Elementary probably did. And, <laughs> and they come into the system again they will recycle it so to them it doesn't really matter if all the bullishes or 
the manager of the world travel and go to the UK. Mm. Their mindset is the next set of people that are coming to secondary school, um, from secondary school, going to the university, they will find a way to like train themselves, become self-taught, and they will find a way to come back and contribute to the system. And when you contribute to the system, one way or the other, you find a way to travel, then you'll be sending money back. It's it's like a racketeering um, ish. So they can necessarily they cannot be bothered. And let's not forget that. We have a particular person in charge. Like we know who our president is. Everything is about either famine or no famine. Education is, mm, is secondary. People can blame us. So like um, Bolish rightly said that oh, there are people that are saying that well, we should be happy that we paid cheap money for. You can't necessarily wake up one day and say people should start paying two hundred thousand per semester in hey, you Like what's the what, what's the average salary earner? How much does average salary earner in Nigeria take home? It doesn't work like the system, all the system, all the countries that you are pointing to, are like, oh, education is expensive. Yes, education is expensive. Term of you can get student loan and the minimum wage kind of supports you to do that. In Nigeria, minimum wage is 30k. All the best trying to pay on Nepal bill in a month with 30k. Like all the best. Yeah, and yeah, and bullish this one of the staggering things that and there's a so just be a presidential election in six months, I mean, less than six months, and not not one of the candidates has gone to the OAS. And uh, what if I talked about education or what if I put that I'm my manifest? It's like they don't even care, and they just move on. I'm not going to do that one, and they don't have time for anybody, they just want people's lives, they don't want people's lives because we 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 allow them to get away. I think that's the that's the reason why all the things are happening because when you have a situation whereby. It's almost like we intentionally don't care. We are we are fine with whatever is going on. That's what we get. You see, to get to the point when we want to have um debates, there are some candidates that will not show up for debates. And then <laughs> and then you start wondering that. The now. There are some candidates that will not show up for debate. And now I ask you, you now start wondering that. Okay, okay. Why, how can one candidate just decide by themselves that okay? Me, me, no, me, no, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Polish. When you have one candidate yeah. that is saying that he's not going to grant the media any form of interview, that his job does not involve the media, you can go on, chef. Because that's because that's what we have allowed now. We we literally just finished an election, the last election, where one candidate did not come for debates. We barely had the opportunity to question the candidate about how they are done in the last four years or what they plan to do. Nothing like that happened, and the person won. And you, mind you, he won massively because he won by about 4 million votes. So it's not as if maybe he won uh, by 1.5 or maybe 500,000. No, he won by 4 million votes. That's People did not care about that. So if you're a politician and you have seen that, oh, media rounds is going to actually even reduce your chance of uh, winning the election, why would you do it in Nigeria? So I think we have allowed it. And then we have... Um, we place so much focus. Even if you see the conversation that has gone, we have already deviated from the main reason. Some of the things that were discussions at the beginning of the time, we moved away from it. We are now moving to oh, Emilio Con, Emilio Con. Uh, it's time for South. It's time for North. It's not time for his young Kinikon. His Kinikon. Let's do it for for the answers. I saw one post where someone was talking about. Let's do it for the answers, people that died for the answers. And like the best, and the person was trying to tie it to a particular politician. And I'm like, that's even insulting. Because you are trying, because you are, you are, you are, you are trying to say that, okay, this for this particular politician, because mind they are all politicians. Even the saints 
was a vice presidential candidate under one particular party before he became a saint on his own. And he was even in that same party before, just because he left the party now, he's now the saint and the savior. So is is because we have left the we have allowed we have left the conversation, we've allowed it to, you know, go the way the politicians want. So when you have situations like that, this is what you get where people don't even we do we cannot even say, okay, what is exactly your plan for different aspects of our country? Someone will tell you that they want to fight insecurity. And you ask them, okay, how do you plan to fight this insecurity? And they'll be giving you, I know what to do, but I will fight it. <laughs> how does that work? Like <laughs> I know what to do. And people will the better So, it's what the citizens have allowed in terms of who oh, people who say whatever they want to say and then they get away, they get they win elections. So, uh, why, why should I Why should I even bother? Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredibly sad and really annoying because it seems like we are not, we don't have sufficient political education and these, and these people know it and they are praying on it seriously but anyway i think that's that's for that on the nigerian scene um to the mba now and bright um i'm sure you have taken note of the trades going on in the mba scene over here and there because frankly i i haven't done much it basically was like a few hours ago i didn't know um Bogdanovich. Like it changed, it changed teams. So, Bright, if you could like take us through like your highlights from the NBA trade scene and what has oh, been your what's like which trades have you noted so far and the one you want to look out for for the upcoming season? I, think I, think I, 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 I actually think I, I actually actually think uh, Bonnie would be more ideal for that question because <laughs> nothing has actually <laughs> because nothing has actually happened on the Lakers scene. So I don't know what. <laughs> Okay, so to be honest, maybe because uh, we had a successful season uh, as a you know as a Warriors fan, so maybe I've been more. No, 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 no. I, I'm not talking about them since all these. So please, so let me enjoy. So, I, so <laughs> I've been a bit more um, conversant with what is going on around in the NBA. And I think just to do a recap, you know, to try to uh, summarize some of the highlights of what has been going on. I think one of the most sneakiest um, business that has been done this summer is by uh, Philadelphia. And... The reason why I say it's sneaky because they are not getting a lot of uh, media attention in, can, in terms of the deals they've done. Because you look at what they've done in terms of how they structured the Zanik contract. So they structured it such a way that it took a little less payment, but it will make it back when they opt in, or maybe will opt out and then sign a longer contract, depending on how this season goes. And then because it took a little less than the max, they were able to bring in PJ Tucker, they were able to bring in the Anthony Melton. This guy from um, uh, Grizzles, and those two, some of the problems Minnesota, Minnesota um, I said Minnesota, Celtics had in the offseason where once you, you know, once you find a way to shut down or find a way to limit Joel Embiid or overworking, they didn't really have perimeter shooting as as much because Tobias Harris, Tobias Harris for some reason, Omar the dodge. 
So having someone like Jantony Melton, who is actually a very good shooter on the perimeter and a very good defender, and then having someone like Pidgey Tucker that we all know is a pest, you know, anything he goes to, even his intensity alone, in terms of how you rally other guys to defend, automatically increases the defensive um, tenacity of the players. So when you have someone like that in your team, it's always a good idea having someone like that in your team. And then you have James Sardin who has a lot to prove this year. So that, that uh, movement by Daryl Murray, you know, is, is a very, very, um, you know, solid one. We'll see if they can match you together. Then obviously, the Celtics bringing in Malcolm Brogdon was a very, very, very good idea. Though the current problem with their head coach, you know, not knowing what's going to happen in that line, it's probably exactly. Polish. Let me let me let me interrupt you there. So because I feel like yeah, the trades and everything is very simple. I think the biggest headliner in the NBA is what is going on with their head coach. Because if you listen to some of the information, this they'll tell you that this is not something. This is not something strange. White guys do it a lot. You don't even you don't even it's matter. You think West Park? There's yeah, no way. Even in Nigeria, everywhere it happens. It's just it, it happens. Just, like, very guys, very funny, funny um, story. And reporting yeah, for, that's for, for, those that that's don't, for those that don't know, there were reports that the head coach of the Boston Celtics, Emil Doka, who is Nigerian by birth, um, and is um was coach of led the Celtics to the finals last year. He had a consensual relationship. It wasn't a relationship of oh, I'm being I'm being um commanding my um subordinate now to get have an affair with me or something. It was a consensual relationship. When I cheated on his wife or not, that's between him and his ancestors, and that's between him. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's between him and his wife. That's between him and Neil Long, and we find a way to set to it. So it was a consensual relationship, and the whole thing worked out. Next thing you know, the, this report just came out of nowhere, and people were like, oh my God, sack him, cut his head off, break his neck, blah. And I'm wondering, okay, for, for, even Stephen Smith came out yesterday and said, this is something that happens. So white guys do this every time. Like they do it and they get away with it. In short, the story doesn't get leaked. Now there are reports that the Celtics, the Celtics leaked this on purpose to. Um, sack or to find a way to maltreat uh, Emil Duka, despite the work he has done. Like, Bolish, do you see, like, is there a racial element attached to this for you? The truth is, once it comes to the very fantastic United States of America, everything is racially inclined. I don't care if whether people say, ah, why do you make this everything about race, blah, 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 blah. Because the truth is, they know, they know what public perception does, and they know how those things will play out, you know, in public. As, you know, everyone knows, as, you know, people know, the, the main thing is that, the main thing to be watchful or to be careful of is that that relationship, even though consensual, is there a way where that person that he had that relationship with could be affected by, maybe if she says no, or if, um, what's the word I want to use? Or if 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 she if there's a like a power dynamic involved now the relationship happens, but from all indications and all what the reporting have done, though, yes, we have not had much. There's a lot of um, lead, and it looks like someone just decided to leak some parts to just create an opera and then create a storm around the guy. It doesn't feel like that is what happened. It feels like two two people who see fancy themselves. Fine, maybe they are married, they are not supposed to do that, but that's a moral issue. That's the you know what you are not what is right and what's wrong. Bullies, but, bullies, bullies. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. There's even there's even a portion of the story that says the Iman e uh, they are long that they had issues at that particular time. Like they were you know, you know this kind of that, arrangement. Why, why I'm not even bringing that up is that it's not, no, it does not, not matter. 
yes, it I'm doesn't just matter saying, they have or not. But I'm just saying that the fact that that this is being brought up and and the next thing is they are saying a one year suspension because if you say this is happening and then he, he flouted the organizational rule and then you are finding him so so amount or he's going to step away for a month. It's funny. That, that one will say, okay, yes, it's, it's, it's okay. But when you say you want to suspend him for, for a year, they don't sack him if you want to sack him and you don't know how to go ahead to sack him. I think that's what is going on. They, they don't know how to... They, they, they are trying to move on from him for whatever reason going on in Brad Stevens and the organization's page. But they don't know how to come out and say, you are going to sack this guy. That's why they look for something like this, throw it in the air. It's already muddy. If they come tomorrow and say, Imeuduka has been sacked as the head coach of Celtics, I don't think they feel like the fans, the Celtic fans will be able to accept it. Uh, they, won't, they won't be an opera. Imagine if something like this not come out and then they announce his um, uh, resignation or his firing from Celtics. Imagine the kind of opera because you have, been, you have, you have not gone to the finals since God knows whatever, 2010 or 2009, and then you finally get a guy who brings it all together Gets it to the final, and even at the, in the final, if just for inexperience and maybe some, maybe you face the, a more experienced team because I won't say a better team, but more experienced team, you lost. Meaning that if you had more experience or you had more cooler heads, you probably could have taken to seven games. If and then seven games then it could have happened, then you lost the final. That means giving the chance with the same group, it can replicate some of the success they've had. You now say you won't fire him, so I think they just needed a way to do that. And um, they needed to create this controversy. So he's racially inclined, obviously, because as we know, things like this happen every time. And um, yeah. it, it's funny too, because the, the, the punishment is worse. Even if you have this kind of uh, policy, fire him if you want to fire him. But they know that if they fire him, maybe Brooklyn will, will sack Steve Nash the next 10 minutes and hire him. Because <laughs> he's just proven himself. It's the truth now. Oh my God, he's on. Steve Nash is probably in his office when he received text message from Josiah. We, I like imagine Padello. Yeah. <laughs> 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 see, even even guy, even the best of the UAB. Sorry to sorry to cut in moderator. Like my my own point here is like there are companies that have a lot of policy, a lot of philosophy that deals with the um, work. Not not dating, not dating the workplace work because you never can tell. Like especially because most times it doesn't favor the women. Because if your boss is a guy, if he says, well, yeah, let's do and you say no, blah, 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 maybe that's it. Come on. It's all better off at that point. And sometimes, there are a few times about having us favor the guy. If the girl likes you and you say, one thing, one thing, and you're not doing, if you go and if she goes to meet it, blah, and you might lose your job too. It's it's a it's a very dicey situation. That's why some companies don't even want to hear it at all. Yes, and those companies have philosophies and they find a way to deal with it and they kill it and everybody moves on. This whole idea of dragging it through the media, Nialong is number one on the trend, Medoka is number two on the trend. You are just dragging the entire thing. You are making a meal, like you're making a mountain out of a small hill, and I'm wondering. Okay, now this is this is just ludicrous. Sad the guy, let him move on with his life. I'm sure he's going to get another job somewhere. Things would Good, go well for him. Pop might decide to retire after the next season. He spent so many years as Pop's assistant and he might come back or he might get a, he might get a better job even with the Brooklyn and stuff like that. That's it. But this whole idea of, you know what, let's go and drag him through the mud. Let's paint him in a bad light first. Let's say he's a despicable human being before we now finally let him go. It's it's just it just feels racially motivated to me. Like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it definitely looks that way because 
I think if there is if there was like a policy against um workplace fraternization between employees, they would have started him a long time ago. Like it really look like it. Now I feel like there is man that tries to manufacture consent for the, for it to be okay to suck him. Because that's why I think that's where like drinking this prolonged media process, so dragging him and whatever it is. But anyway, we are going to keep our eyes open for that one. So the NBA is pretty much about to start 